Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John. Back, been gone for a hot minute, but I've got both of my besties with me tonight. Yay! Nikki is here, obviously, and we're joined by Steph Chong. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, pretty good. Games week number two came up pretty fast on me, so. I know! I feel like, well, simultaneously, I feel like it's been forever because like John was gone for a week. And so I haven't like face-to-face talked to him, even though I feel like I text you nonstop all the time. But, um, but yeah, so I feel like it's been a minute, but also I feel like I just got off a plane from California and now I'm just about to get on a plane to California. Crazy. The last three weeks have flown by. I just got on and off a plane and it was the best flying experience of my life. Like what? it was so good. Like it's an introvert's dream. Like I know I don't seem like an introvert, but I don't like talking to people that I don't know. And uh, so you're in the airport, everybody's got to stay six feet away. Yeah, everybody's got masks on, so they're not talking to you. They've got spaces in between all the chairs. I had my own row going and coming. It was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. Loved it so much. That's, that's wild. Because, Steph, when you flew to Boulder, it was kind of similar, right? Like you had like a lot of room and people kind of kept their distance. Yeah, it was great on the first flight. The first flight, like... I had the same experience. I was like, I could fly like this all the time. Like yes. I've got so much. And then uh, I got on my second flight, and it was like also the OCD germaphobe in me was like, this is not okay. Like I was not prepared for what was to like what the second flight was. Um, we were all distance, like middle seats, not booked and everything like that. But it was very different from the first one. Like See, largely. When, when I was tuned from California for phase one because I was flying from like a little airport to a little airport, like Rhode Island to San Jose or whatever, I had to take two flights or sorry, two changeovers. So three flights out and three flights back. And all three of my flights were jam packed, like hundred percent full, like airports packed people sitting directly next to me. Like everyone had their masks on the whole time, but it was like, felt no different. And I was like, I hate this, but clearly I was fine. And like to, took and passed COVID tests on both ends, but still. It was, it was weird. Like, you know, the airports are kind of half empty. Half of the stores are closed. Uh, The bars were open. So all is good. Um, Mm. And other than that though, like the travel part was great. Now, full disclosure, I was going to Montana. So it was a, like kind of, um, you know, an out of the way place. So there aren't like, you know, thousands of people like kicking the doors down to get into Montana. No offense to anyone in Montana listening. It was beautiful, but <laughs> the, the it's not hate mail. Yeah. It's not like flying to, you know, Los Angeles or, you know, San Francisco right. or, you know, Cali, it's just different. Um, yeah. but it was gorgeous. And I, you know, the, I gotta be honest, like the Cleveland airport usually sucks and it didn't suck this time. I hmm. got to, I got through the TSA in about 30 seconds, which is great. So always a plus, always a plus. Hmm. Yeah. I hate that uh, non-crowded travel, but yeah, like I've been worried about getting on a plane for that reason. Like, what if it's just like people everywhere? We're so used to not being around so many people this year that in airports now, where it used to be so crowded, or you know, it's like probably one of the most crowded places that you could be. Yeah, it gave me some anxiety, but realistically, I know that like everyone kept their masks on for the most part and like they're doing the thing where they're like recycling the air and planes and making them filtered and whatever, whatever. So I'll do what must be done to get 
back to California for the games. Well, speaking <laughs> of, so, I, so, so nobody gives a rat's ass about my travel plans. So, uh, so Steph, do you get like, is this like seasonal depression for you when the games is going on and you're not competing? Like as an athlete, do you just like, I would, I feel like I would be like, oh my God, I want to be there so bad. Like, how do you, ha- how do you handle it watching everybody else? That's, that's a good question. It used to be like, I think especially the year after the games that I went to when I didn't make it in 2019, that year was definitely like a bummer, you know, cause I remembered so much of like what it was like, how amazing it was, how much I like really wanted to be there that year. Um, and it's not that it's gotten any like less bad this year, but it's also like COVID, you know, like I, it definitely made that easier. It's taken kind of the sting out because a, you know, the qualification was changed. So it wasn't like I was one place out at a couple events. I was like, you know, several places out in the open. Um, so that made it a little bit easier in terms of like, okay, it wasn't like close. Um, and then it's also COVID. Like things have been weird this year. My training has certainly been weird. Um, I think the circumstances are, we can all agree are like great that it's happening, but they're weird. So yeah, this year has definitely not been as bad as as last year not being there. So, I, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm seeing like all these athletes posting right now. Like I, I just know this is going on in their minds because I keep so, sh- seeing people post throwback photos. You know, throwback to three years ago when I PR'd at the games, and throwback to mm. three years ago when Matt beat me for the third time. You know, it's like <laughs> stuff stuff like that. And, and so I was as I was like looking at these posts today, I was thinking, man, that it's got to be bittersweet for a lot of the athletes and great memories like that, you know, they're posting that because those were some of the best memories of their life. And at the same point, I'm sure everyone's going, God, I'd love to be there. Like I'd love to be out there and I'm not a competitor, you know? So yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there's definitely some of that, like it's nostalgia. I think there's this, like you remember like a new games brings up all the stuff that you've done and like your experience when you were there. So it's, you do wish you were there. I mean, I think anyone who competes like kind of wishes that they could do it again. And it's such a highlight for like, as a career moment, it's such a highlight that you're, you want that again naturally. Um, but yeah, I love actually seeing the throwbacks on Instagram because I also like for me anyways, knowing like right now I'm not in game shape. Like it's fun to look back at those times and then remember them with other people and look at other people saying like, Hey, look at, when I was like at my peak of fitness and what I was able to do versus like maybe what I'm able to do now. I think that's a really cool aspect of it. Well, uh, will you call off sick work on Friday? <laughs> I actually have the best Fridays. I don't work on Friday. Ooh. I don't have classes and I do train, but I don't go into the gym. That's my track day. So I don't even have to, I don't even have to play hooky from anything. I'm just going to like sit there with my computer and do work at the same time. Amazing. Here's the pro tip for anyone listening. So virtually every business on the planet right now is refusing to let people come in sick or if you're presenting any symptoms whatsoever. And I feel a cough coming on. That's all I'm saying. Oh, there it is. Oh, I've got a sniffle and a little cough. And am I, am I at 98.9 degrees? I think I might be. Oh my God. Can't come in today. It'll, it'll go over ninety nine. <laughs> I, I have to I have to quarantine for I have to quarantine for seventy two hours. It's gonna uh-huh. be great. Yeah, uh-huh. gonna be good. <sighs> well, I'm excited. I'm excited to be there. Um, 
it's not going to be the same experience only from like, well, there's a lot of people going from the, from the media team. So like, I'll be in very good company, but, uh, my, my personal, like best friends, like some of the most fun people that I know and get to hang out with, um, are like part of the MC crew. And because there's no audience and there's no one to like hype up, <laughs> there aren't going to be, uh, from what I understand, MCs on the floor. So it's just not the full family and, and the CrossFit media team, the ones that, you know, like meet up at games every year and travel and do sanctionals together and whatever. Like we are truly, truly this super tight knit family. And we like, love each other really hard. And we like had this really stressful couple days and then we stay up late and like eat pizza in the lobby together. And so I'm a little bit bummed to not be going out there with them, but kind of like what you said, Steph, like it's, it's amazing that we're doing anything and it's a weird year because COVID. So I'm just glad to have some aspect of competition and obviously like feeling super lucky to get a chance to go out there to do interviews and be on the sidelines. So even though it's only 10 competitors, it will be quite an experience. And I am very excited to see so how it all shakes out. Are you going to do pre-event and post-event interviews? Do you know? I don't know yet. I don't know. Um, do, you, do you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? No, you I don't. People ask that? me that all the time. All right. Have you, Steph, have you seen it? Have you ever seen it? Pieces here and there. I also oh get my the God. same. You guys are both useless. So... Um, <laughs> So, but all right, go watch it. Both of you go watch it, but there's an episode. So there's an episode where Barney who's played by, um, Oh, what the hell is his name? No, I'm Doogie Hauser. Yes. Doogie. Hi, what's up? What's up? Okay. Neil Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Plays him. And on the show, he's, he's like this out of control womanizer. Right. And he's really funny. And, uh, Robin, who, uh, uh, Colby Smolders, I think is her name, who was also in the Avengers. You guys have seen her in that. Uh, played a news reporter. That's the whole point of this. That's and why people add, tell me this shit all the time. Yeah. So Barney had this bet with her. He would give her a word and she'd have to work it into the interviews for money. And they'd be outrageous mm-hmm. words. So I think well, maybe we need to do that. Maybe we need to oh give you God. some words that you have to work into interviews every day. Okay. I think it could be fun. So I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we'll get uh, anybody that listens to this. Send us words. <laughs> it's gonna be clam slam. Like, yes. how can you even you even start that sentence? Like, yes. you already know how it's gonna end. Perfect. I can't say clam slam to Matt Fraser. You just won your seventeenth event. Hey, only if how you're not you a professional. Clam slam your finish. Like, I don't know. A professional could do it, Nikki. That's all I'm saying. I am not a. Please, you know I'm not a professional. Please, it's I to my amazement that they call me back every year. I don't know why. Well, what was really funny about the show was like she was on this like uh, TV station that nobody watched, and so he'd just make her say things, and no one would notice. And she'd say like the most horrible things, you know. She'd say things like "I'm a dirty, dirty girl" as her for her sign off, you know, <laughs> and like her boss wouldn't notice, like nobody would no notice because nobody's watching. Fun fact, I worked for one of those news stations that nobody watched ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, at one point. Did you you ever say I'm a dirty, dirty girl? No, I didn't, but it was kind of nice because you could really fuck up on the air and like, it was live and then it was over and like probably no one saw it. So it was a really good like starting stepping stone. (laughs) Well, I'm going to, I'm going to come up with some words and send them to you and see what we can work in. Honestly, I think some things will just present themselves as opportunities. 
like you're no longer on the news station that no one watches because I can I think we can all agree like people watch you but like I I think that there's going to be some that you just are like it's there I got it it feels like the right moment for a clam slam it'll just don't yeah don't rule that one out you never know you right you right you right no it would be so good it would be so good. <laughs> are you well, going to be part of the? Are you going to be part of the CBS thing too, or just? I think so. Just... Yeah, I think that the CBS thing will just follow along the regular competition. So I'm not sure of the total format yet, but my best guess is that it'll be you know when we're on, we're on games.crossfit.com, we're on CBS, we're on all the channels. Like I think the games is like streaming it on Twitch too. Like I think it's all over the place. Oh, wow. uh, don't quote me on that. But um, my best guess is that whatever we do, you know, on the competition floor, you'll be able to watch on all the mediums. So I'm going to watch you on our massive, and when I say our, I mean, Rob's massive TV. <gasps> oh my gosh. Big screen. I'm going to watch your face on the massive. You're going to watch my pores. Is what you're going <laughs> to it's so gnarly like hd 4k everyone has like a thousand inch tv and it's just like oh wow nikki has like nose hairs i never saw before is that a horrible angle we're gonna be up close and personal for sure mm-hmm. it's gonna be like you're in my living room i'm so excited and a, mental, fuck up. <laughs> and a mental image i don't think i needed but thank you for sharing so that's lovely that's so the beauty of technology man i know well let's talk about the games yeah. It's going to be exciting. 10 competitors. Well, 10 competitors. Uh, we've obviously gone through a really different path to get here, right? So phase one was online, but we had this sort of like blind leaderboard situation. And I feel like we've talked up and down already about like, did the fittest people make it to the top? Like, I feel like the blanket answer is like, yes. And no matter who made it and who didn't, there were always going to be arguments for other people who could have like slipped in here or slipped in there but like we've got a great smattering of really fucking fit people to figure out who's going to be who's going to be fittest on earth to me the question from here on out is what are the events going to be and how do we feel like the people who are actually going to be in phase two are going to be able to handle them i don't know but there will be a smattering of them that's what i know smattering is that my word? Is that That's the word, word I have now. to? <laughs> That's the word you got to work in now. Smattering. <laughs> it's going to be an one. easier one. Just like that. Just like that. We have the word smattering. Ramp right. you up in difficulty, Nikki. That's right. day one. Right, right, right. <laughs> that one. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I think at the, at the time that we're recording this, we know three or technically I think we know four, but three have been announced and four, the fourth one has been sort of like talked about on social. So by the time we release this, they may or may not have um, announced a couple more of them, but I think it's worth talking about what we know, what we know is going to happen. Um, and I would like to kick off this conversation with the corn sack sprint event. Corn sack. Worst name corn, for it. Maybe that's, that should Worst be another one of my ever. words. Corn, corn sack. sack. Oh my God. There's so many, so many sack jokes. So, so many, many sack jokes. so many sack jokes. Um, but it's a, it is a 320 meter hill sprint with a corn sack. Women's got 30 pounds in the corn sack. Men's got 50 pounds in the corn sack and a time cap of eight minutes, which to me is just silly. Like, isn't it going to take them like um, a minute? Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know. I mean, come on. It's a 50 pound bag for the men, 30 for the women. 320 meters is 
it's a pretty decent run. I mean, even for up a that person up a hill with a corn sack. Yeah. So what it makes me remember, what it makes me think of, and I don't know, I didn't watch like the associated video. Um, I don't know if it's the same hill, but do you remember the event when they went to the ranch and it was like wall ball GHD and then that sprint with the med ball or something like that? Mm, I think, it, um, I think my guess is it's that hill. Yeah. Do you just remember watching the fields and they had the view at the top and the view at the bottom and then some people going along and then the view at the top, you kept looking and you're like, are they coming? Are they? <laughs> can you see them? I can. I can see someone, but I. I don't think they're moving. Maybe they're stopped. Oh no, no, they're coming. Like it was slow. You know what I mean? Because it's brutal. Like that hill. It's dirt. First of all, so you're maybe slipping. It's like your legs are tired, especially in that event. Like your legs are tired. You're carrying this weird object that you can't hold anywhere comfortably. Like it doesn't. If you carry it on your back which is kind of like where everyone wants to carry it behind your neck. You're in this weird bent over position. You can't really breathe. Your arms are tired because they're behind you. Of course, this is a standalone sprint. So like things are a little bit different. Can't really hold on one side because they're lopsided. And you've got this weird shuffle in front on the hip, just like not going to work. So it's like, it's just weird. You know, it's awkward. It's up that hill and that hill, you know, I haven't run on it, but if, watching people run on it. Like, you know, a hill never looks that bad until you're on it and doing it yourself. So who knows? Like, I mean, the eight minute cap, they always, and they, te- they have people test this. So like they always come up with a cap for a reason. Right. Um, and they had fit people test that event. So I wonder, I'm interested by that cap. You know, for me, it was like eight minutes. Wow. That there's a, re- like I, in my mind, there's a reason why they set that limit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, you're totally right. And I think I remember watching that event and I feel like I remember watching Annie like walking, like crawling, you know what I mean? And I, I obviously we don't know where my best guess would be. It's that same hill. But when I was at the ranch a couple of weeks ago, standing at the bottom of that hill, looking at the top of that hill, I was like, oh shit, it's not a hill. It's a fucking mountain. It's It's like steep as shit, like, like hands needing to help my ass up it. And if your hands are holding the corn sack, I don't know. It's it. I don't know. could be bad. Yeah. I'm interested by that event, especially like when you see a time cap that you in your head are like, oh, it's never going to take them that long. It's like, Mm. it probably will. Or, you know, there's always a reason. That's why they have pretty fit people test the events for them. True, true. Look, all I'm interested in are sack-related questions. Oh, okay. So whoever wins on the men's side, you have to ask them, how sweaty was your sack? Right. Did you only have one hand on your sack? Right. Uh, Was your sack chafing during the run? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Did you drop your sack? What about the women? What are the women's sack questions? I don't know. Was this the biggest sack you've ever held? Yes. There's so many. So did you ever think you would see a sack like this? You know, so many. (laughs) Was it a rougher sack than you expected? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm ready. I'm I'm glad we're doing this. This is like priming me for my interviews. The problem is you're going to go to do the interview and then you're going to start laughing and no one's going to know what you're laughing at. It's going to be the best. Great. Steph and I are just going to be sitting there watching it on TV, just giggling, knowing what was really going on. 
my goddamn network television debut. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Nikki's Nikki's laughing at sack jokes. <laughs> so funny, Nikki. Oh, she's nothing. <clears throat> anyway, who do you guys think? I mean, granted, like you said, these are the fittest people on the planet, so it, it definitely will be a number of great performances. But who do you guys think will take it on this one? If you had to guess, what do you think Steph? Um, I don't know. I never count up to you. I know. Just such. I know it's different than running. It's like you know hill sprinting, but she's got such good endurance in her legs, like. You know, she's got the that strength from her weightlifting background. She's and in addition, she's great at running. You know, she's a great runner. She's got a great engine. So I mean, I think she'll do really well with this. Yeah. Well, I have a very controversial take. I think that Matt and T have a really good chance of winning. I know that's like really controversial. Just stay here for more of this content. <laughs> okay, bring it. it on, bring it on. I, I I struggle to take a bet only because I don't know what the hill looks like. It's really hard to say. Like to your point, like 50 pounds is and 30 pounds for the woman is not a lot of weight if they're on a straightaway and they're just running. And at that point, I'm gonna call Katrin. I mean, she's a good Ooh, runner. Okay. Brooke's a good runner. I mean, Haley's a good runner. They're like all on the women's all side. Runners, and, yeah, yeah. and you know, you look on the men's side, I think of someone like, you know, Justin, for instance, is he's a big dude, strong, you know. It looks like he runs pretty good. Like, why couldn't he win it? You know, but you know, if that hill's going straight up and they're carrying it, it's really anybody's game. It's, it's going to be whoever's got more experience on trails because trail running and hill running is infinitely different than yeah running on a right. on a track. You're right. I'm gonna throw this out there. Brooke Wells was like a track and field star, so I feel like terrain or not, she could totally crush that kind of like sprinty explosive uphill run. Um, and then I think Justin told us on this podcast that he's like, he loves like grunt work, like real right. physical, like, like he could, he could be a farmhand situation. So I feel like I wouldn't count him out there. And like, obviously I can, you can just never count out Matt and T. We just say that for all these events. Can't count out Matt and Tia because they are just terminators among us. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying, like, uh, if there are other factors to think about, like, and I can't remember who won that well, event. I should have done research before this. Well, look, podcast. Ha- Haley and Justin were probably both running middle school track and field <laughs> cross country like two, three years ago. So they, they right, got this in right. the bag. They just going to revert back to eighth grade. They're good to go. They'll be great. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, one thing that you said with, um, Catherine and Brooke, one good thing is that they train a lot when they're up here. They train at Blue Hills, um, right. the reservation, known for that horrible hill. And I think they do a lot of their training there. So, I mean, that's also a good argument for, like, they might know exactly what that feels like carrying a sandbag up the hill. Well, Carrie knows what it feels like. Carrie's been to six games. She was there the year they went up the hill with Medballs. Yeah. So, like, she's run it. So, she's certainly got some experience there. I mean, it's – who knows? I, we don't know what we're talking about. Like somebody's going to win. That's all I know. Somebody's going to win. Everybody's good. At, everybody's good at everything. Everybody's good at everything. All right. Let's talk about the next event. So the next event we know of is CrossFit Total. It's like mm. a classic. It's like fun to do, fun to watch, fun like games history sort of. Uh, and for those of you who may be a little bit newer to the sport and you don't know, it is a one rep max back squat, one rep max shoulder press and one rep max deadlift. And then they take all the weights 
that you get and they add them together for one numerical score and the person with the highest score wins. Um, I'm stoked to watch this. I feel like anytime you watch anyone max out, whether it's like your buddy at the gym or it's a CrossFit Games athlete, like it's exciting because it's, I don't know, the energy is just there. Like the vibe is there and and you really want for these people because we all know what it's like to get a PR. Like you really want them to succeed and it's it makes it fun. It makes it a good vibe. What do you guys think? 100% agreed. I mean, so we did this event in 2018, which is relatively recent in history. You know, it's not often we see something like this come up two years apart. Um, I think, so, I mean, um, Katrin, Tia, Brooke, Carrie would have all done it. And Haley would have all done it that year. So they've all done it, right? Um, it's fascinating because I think... Tia and Brooke ended up a couple pounds apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tia got her, got Brooke on the back squat. I think Brooke pressed a little bit more than Tia and they deadlifted the same. So the cool thing about this is where like the five person event really has some advantages. It's like, we're going to get to see all of them on the same stage, probably lifting at the same time. Like when we did it in 2018, we had windows each platform. So it was kind of a rolling, like, window of time um but we're probably going to get to see all of them like squatting at the same time and seeing you know what they're jumping to the gaming aspect as an athlete they're going to get to see what everyone else is putting on the bar um you know and not across the football field like probably a little bit closer together so it's going to be fascinating to see the like gaming and like who adds a little bit because they see someone else do it and like what does that do to their game plan strategy and headspace because making, you know, PRing a lift, if someone, if you have your lift set and you know you only need two and a half more pounds over the person next to you, like you're going for it. But what if that's two and a half pounds over your PR? Yeah. There's a mental element there. It's just going to be really cool to have it all happening on one stage. How much can that mess you up though? Like if you're gaming it and you're motivated and you're driven because like the girl next to you has only got two pounds on the bar more than you and blah, blah, blah. But like, how much can that totally mess up your plan? Like, how do you have to, how do you balance between like, I know what numbers I need to hit and I'm about to throw my plan out the goddamn window because there's someone right next to me that is like right there and I need to win this. Yeah. And it's like, that's, what's going to be so cool about this stage versus the last one. Like last one was the exact opposite where you had no gaming, like, People had to be confident in their plan. They had to just like send it on every event. You had to just know what you you were going to do for you. Um, here, you're going to be that like that's going to play a huge role. So we all know that these five can really push themselves kind of in a vacuum. But then how that changes the game plan on the floor is going to be fascinating. I think like it definitely messes you up. I you know like if you're going out there and saying like you know say you have three lifts you're probably looking to hit like a safe one, one you'd be happy with. And then your last one is like potentially a PR or something that you're unsure that you're going to make, but like you're going for it. So if that bar, if that last bar is already something that you're like pushing the limit on, and then you look and you see that like you can, if you just push it a little bit more, you can potentially put yourself up over the next person. Like in competition, you know, adrenaline, it's like comes down to how good of a competitor you are. Like, can you step up 
is a good call for you? Like, are you really at your limit and you shouldn't push it on that lift? Or is it like, this is game time and it, it's the difference between, it's the difference between, I suppose, what, 25 points because the leaderboard resets and there are huge point gaps between first, second, third, right? So it, like, it matters, you know, losing to someone on the total by like five pounds is losing 25 points on the leaderboard. That's huge. That's huge. I was just about to say that. Like, so I think of the women's side, I think you'll see a rematch between Brooke and Tia who were five mm. pounds apart two years ago, which will be interesting to watch. And so now the real competition then is between that point difference between third and fifth. And you think of like Haley, who's a smaller athlete and Carrie Pierce, who's a smaller athlete who can, you know, can they beat each other? Can they beat Katrin? Like there's a lot, you know, it's 50 points at stake between that last and, and third, you know? And so they may, you know, like someone like Haley, for instance, and I don't, I don't presume to know her strategy. I'm sure she wants to go in and win, but I'm not sure it'd be, honest if I said, I think she could go beat Tia, but she can take third. And so then you got some real strategy going in going, what I got to do to, to, you know, beat these other two to get there. So it'll be, and the men are kind of the same way. Like, I don't, I don't know as much maybe about the men, but I'm not convinced that Matt's the necessarily the strongest. Like if this were an Olympic lift, I'd say, yeah, Matt's going to kill if it were clean or snatch, like that's his jam, but mass moves mass. And these are just straight up moving weight, you know, and there's some big boys in this competition. So it's going to be fun. Like really fun. Yeah. To watch. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw a shakeup with the front squats. <clears throat> we saw, you know, like Justin crush the front squat and, and typically we think Matt is going to win all those lifting events. I still think Matt and T are going to win these two. Those are my money's on. Probably. Them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm like already, I'm already nervous, excited for this event because it's just so high risk, high reward. And it is so very much like figuring out what you got to do to close the point gap. But like, if you mess up, you literally like don't get the points. You don't get them. You only get them from your previous lift. Like, oh, this, I'm bracing myself for heartbreak. Yeah. The, um, I'm actually, I actually did a quick scan um, of the leaderboard in 2018. I made a mistake. Um, Haley wasn't there in 2018, which just speaks to how good of an athlete she is because I thought she was at the games that year. She was as a teen. She was still a teen that year. Yeah. You're not crazy. Did they do total? I don't think they did. I'm going to totally admit I, that year I had no idea what other, any other division was doing. (laughs) Uh, You're allowed to have a little bit of tunnel vision when you're on the competition floor, Steph. That's okay. Um, but I mean, okay. So if you're looking at this field, like, um, so Tia, um, was five pounds in the total over Brooke. And then, um, you had Carrie placed 13th in that event overall. Um, so it's like, you know, she, that's a, that's pretty good. Like, I don't think we can count her out. Um, Katrin was 36. So, um, I don't think we can count Carrie out because like, that's a strong lift for someone who's like a smaller person, you know, and I know she works a lot on her strength. So how much did Carrie lift? How much did Carrie lift that year? Just so I can be depressed later. (laughs) Oh, her total was 800 pounds. (laughs) So I, I've met Carrie. I, she was on the podcast, like fifth episode. I, I drove down to Columbus. She was down there for the Rogue Invitational and she's like, yeah, come down and do it. 
And she gets there. And she's like, come up. To, like, she'd never met her before. And she's like the kindest, sweetest woman ever. Yeah, she's like, she's just awesome. come up to my hotel room, which like I felt weird about. Like, not that I'm a weirdo. It's just like, okay, I don't know you. You know, no, you are very proper. Like John felt weird about coming to my hotel room when we were in Baltimore together in January to record. And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. Really? It's okay. Well, and my point is like, I'd never met her. So when she answers the door, she is tiny, man. Like oh, yeah, she's little. Yeah. She is so little. And I, I mean that like with all due respect, like it's so impressive that she can, you know, two years ago to date Hunter. So she'll likely do more this time. Like just really speaks to her incredible talent and skill. Like, man. All games, like ladies games, athletes are quite petite. And I think it's just a testament to you. Everyone looks so much bigger on Instagram because you are all packed with so much lean muscle. Like it's so impressive to see you like jump, like you packing a lot of strength into like a petite little frame. And I always feel like such a gargantuan, like walking around the field to play like, Oh God, 17 (laughs) inches taller than everyone. And 17 inches wider than everyone and everyone else is so much stronger than me. It's like, I can't believe that her total was 800 pounds. Well, and her, actually her abs have abs. Like her six pack has a little six packs on each one. Those are really impressive. Yeah. Hey, I signed up for the Carrie Pierce power abs. So I'm about to have abs on abs. Yeah. Eventually yes. when I actually do it, I have it. I haven't done it, but I have it. I think there's, just, there's something to following through with actually doing the exercises, not just no, no, no. Fit, just just paying for it gets you the abs. That's it. it. Gets, yeah, that's that's all you need, right? <laughs> I think so. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go get a muffin pan and just hold it against my stomach really hard until it leaves little circles, and then I'll be like, "Hey, look at my eight pack." Or 12 every, pack even. Every time I, I go to an event, I always um I always like get a spray tan first because like any sort of like camera or studio lights or anything like wash you out like crazy, especially like in the middle of the winter now. So whenever I go to get my spray tan, I always like ask my lady to like spray tan like contour abs on me. She never does it, but I ask her every time. <laughs> oh my god. I'm very excited that you said middle of winter right now because it is freaking cold here. Just. It is right. Okay, it is already cold, and we have the heat on. Our heat came on uh, two weeks ago, and we turned them all off because we like you know will boil. But um, yeah, it's crazy. Two weeks ago, my heat on came on twenty four hours ago because my husband is like, put a sweatshirt on, put socks on, put another pair of pants on. We're gonna turn oh the God. heat on in this house. All right, Grandma, let's move on to the next event. So. Okay. Uh, so what other, there's two others. There's one that's announced, event six, Toes right. to Bar and Lunge. Yes. It looks like a good one. It looks fun. Yeah, it does. So it's 30, 20, 10, reps for time, Toes to Bar, and then double kettlebell lunge. Uh, and then that's for yards. And the women are holding two 24-kilo kettlebells, and the men are holding two 32-kilo kettlebells. Oof. Yikes! Yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of weight. That's a lot. Those are heavy. Those are heavy kettlebells. Um, this is interesting to me because it's like very much a classic CrossFit couplet in my mind. Like we're working your entire body from head to toe with very different types of movements, and it's a kind of thing that I think is like 
sneaky. It gets you in like a sneaky way. Like maybe you know, your shoulders and lats aren't like too taxed from toes to bar because everyone's a professional toe to bar these days. But all of a sudden you grab some kettlebells and you hold them up and you're like, oh shit, yeah, I was just hanging from the bar for like a long time. Ow, ow, ow. Core. Like I look at this and <laughs> it's like a sneaky, sneaky core one for me, uh, especially when you have that double kettlebell lunge. Like, you know, anytime you put weight that heavy, even if it's a barbell, like in your front rack, your core then has to kick in and support everything else, especially when you're moving in a lunge. So for me, the first thing I saw was like, okay, well that it looks like it's taxing on the core, even if you don't realize it in the event. Um, you know, it's hard to breathe when you have kettlebells in that position, at least for me, you know, and keep my core tight. Hmm. Um, I do think it's going to be a fast one, which is exciting. Um, because the, the, the toes to bar, the toes to bar are going to be fast. Oh, we just lost you. Steph. Your audio cut out. Let me just start superimposing what she should be saying. I'll just start talking. <laughs> like dub over what she she looks look so sad everyone's oh, been no, watching the videos where's your audio go a little sad oh, no, face no. oh there it is you're back but we still have the sad okay. face on the screen i kind of like that john leave all this in people want to mm. know what our technical difficulties are like this, there's so many this is so sad it's so if you can hear me it's fine zoom is telling me it needs to relaunch but we're gonna ignore it okay and hope okay. it just like Okay. Okay. Um, no, I was just saying, I think it's going to be fast. Like the toe to bar reps, like all these guys can do really high volume toast bar. Um, so are they all going to go like unbroken? Maybe not, but like, it's going to either way be quick. Um, 30 yards on a lunge. Like I haven't lunged that distance, you know, specifically it isn't an insignificant distance. Like the total is going to be about two thirds of a football field. But yeah, I think it's going to be a, a relatively fast event, but like, and especially their legs after that sprint and the total, um, their legs yeah. are screaming. So it's going to be an interesting one to see the, the add-on effects from previous events. Well, I was going to say, we think the other event that it's not really been announced, but Dave said event five is a trail run. So who knows what that trail run is going to do to them in event five and then they got to go into this like if this were the only event i'd say hands down they're all going to shoot for unbroken but even by event six you could be pretty wrecked you know mm. totally yeah yeah um yeah the trail run will be interesting as well they always there's a i mean there's a bunch of trails so i'm told at the ranch so it could be one that no one's seen before no matter how many times they've competed there could i be think this i think this one's super fun for me, yeah. like I love, I love to watch couplets. Like my, my dirty little secret is I don't love watching competitive CrossFit. Like it's just not something I get amped up to do, but I love watching couplets because they're super competitive mm-hmm. and they're, and they're fast. And like, I can envision this one coming down to two or three people lunging at the same time, all trying to get to that finish line. Like it could be really exciting to watch or it could just totally. be Matt winning by five minutes and we'll all be bored as hell. Like who yeah. knows? you never know i i personally am more excited for the trail run and the reason for that is because like steph said like there's you know the place is riddled with trails wait what was the word i was supposed to use smattered smattering there's a smattering of trails around the 
Um, and obviously a couple of years ago, you know, we saw a seven K trail run. That was what sort of like went into the deadlift ladder. If you guys remember, was that 2016, 2017, something like that. Um, and I specifically remember like all the athletes getting five eleven tactical pants and like gloves to wear because there were plenty of places along the trail that were like brushy and rocky and they were going up and down hill. So uh, to me, the trail run is even more exciting because who the hell knows what kind of terrain we're going to be dealing with. And you want to talk about like the unknown and unknowable, like you cannot be a good, you you can't be the best in all around fitness and fitness on earth without being good at running. And I know that people give a lot of hell for like monitoring, like 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 whatever you can't be the fittest on earth without being being good at running. You just can't. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Believe me, from someone who knows about the importance of running <laughs> and has ignored it for a long, long, long time. Um, you can't, you can't, I mean, and one thing that I'm thinking as I'm seeing these workouts, of course, we don't have the full picture. So, you know, we'll wait and see, but like this to me, what we know already, this feels like the CrossFit games, like mm. We know the limitations of the at-home things. We've talked to death about like what the programming looked like and potential, you know, its potential downfalls. It was what it was. I think like it was good for what they were get, what they had to deal with. But like this feels like the games. You know, they're like they're outside. They're dealing with the elements. They're doing stuff that they don't know how to do. It's uncomfortable. They're using that corn sack. Like it's weird, (laughs) awkward. (laughs) Yeah, get it all out now before you go on there. Yeah. So like, I mean, they're dealing with a a strange object. They're running a trail. They don't know. Um, They're going to, you know, in theory, they're probably going to end up confronting some other things that they're not prepared for. You know, I'm hoping that they at least leave a couple events that the athletes find out, you know, quite close to when they start, because that's also very classic CrossFit games. And it'll be interesting to see how they handle it because the field is not as broad as it was before. So it's like this microscope on five in each side. Like we're going to see, you're going to see how everyone deals with that. I think these, these two events are, are fun. I I don't know why I just keep coming back to the women's events here, but like these aren't outrageous weights for some of the smaller athletes, like everyone's going, all right, Tia's going to like kind of mop the floor on these events. I'm like, maybe not so much on a trail run and then right into what is basically gymnastics and lunging. You know, you could see Haley win both of those. And then all of a sudden she's got 200 points. And if Tia blows one of them, which I'm not saying she would, cause she's a fantastic athlete, but trip on a trail, which is pretty damn easy to do. If you've ever run trails, totally. All of a sudden you lose a hundred points. Totally. Like it could really make these games super interesting. You know, they could sweep, you know, she could go sweep every event. Who knows? I mean, but I, I am hopeful that this program is going to make for a super competitive weekend. It seems, you know, at least these events seem like they will be. Yeah. I, I feel very confident in like Dave Castro's programming overwhelmingly like tests in, in such a like interesting and fulfilling way like I'm I'm never really left from one of his competitions being like oh we didn't test all the things we could have tested or like oh we didn't find the fittest on earth like it's just wasn't I mean I know that everyone last year was talking about the order of events and how maybe we should have waited and done cuts differently but like all in all programming wise like we hit everything and so I'm 
I'm excited to see what else there is. And I'm excited to see how it all sort of like rounds out how we prove who the fittest on earth is. And it's an interesting point that you made Steph. Like I kind of do also hope that they leave a couple things to the very end or like, all right, you're here and you're doing this three, two, one go because the mental game is so very much a part of this. And that's just another way to test it. Right. Is like, how do you act under pressure and how do you act on the fly? Mm -hmm. It's one of the, I mean, one of the most stressful events for me in 2018, but like also the best one was chaos. The one that they didn't tell us anything about. Hmm. We didn't, even when we were on the field, you know, they weren't even saying we're not giving you a rep scheme. Your judge will tell you when you're done and then you move on. And they'll tell you what you're doing at the next station. So you can see like implements down the field, but for all, you know, you could be doing, you know, whatever on them. So, um, I think it's, it's also interesting to see how, you know, rookies handle that versus like seasoned competitors. Um, and I think to your point, John, where you hope it's competitive, I think it will be no matter what, like in such a tight field, you know, even if, Matt and Tia end up sweeping and just like riding at the top for the entire way or like, you know, basically winning it by points after with like one day to go. <laughs> I think all of the places underneath there are super competitive and it's mm -hmm. like, you know, yes, they are the top fives. So that's already, they've already solidified their place in the top five of the CrossFit games, but everyone's fighting for podium. You know, mm -hmm. everyone wants to like, like the one, two, three. So even if you say that like, you know, Matt and Tia just end up at the top and then stay there all weekend, you've got this huge battle for like spots two and three, which is going to be fascinating. And I honestly, like, I can't predict it. I mean, the women's fields, I don't know as much about the men's field, but like, I think it's a toss up. I think it's like, like you said, if you trip on something, if you like add two pounds on the total and then miss the lift and then like, you know, mm. end up, you end up like losing say 20 pounds and that puts you last versus if you hit the other one and ended up like second, you know, it's, Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be cool. Well, there's so much unknown like that. You think of, um, they did that, um, run with the backpack or the ruck. The rush. Yeah. yeah. And Matt lost a bag and he got a deduction for that in seconds. Well, it's not a huge deal when there's 30 people in the field or 40 or however many were in the field at the time, but when there's five, and you Good get a job. five or 10 second deduction, it can be a monster deal. So that, that part's mm -hmm. exciting. I'm hoping Dave takes some of my suggestions from the fake posts I've been putting up. I would yeah. Really, You've really been like getting a lot of traction on those, huh? So the best moment of my life. So was the flaming marathon handstand walk that I thought was so outrageous that uh, I've been, I've been using that joke for a couple of years now because Dave always puts a handstand walk in. And every year it gets progressively longer and harder. And so I said, like, maybe even a year ago, like, eventually he's just going to set people on fire and make them do a marathon, you know? So I thought, all right, this is so outrageous. I'll do a post. It, you know, it'll get a few laughs, but no one will take it seriously. Not only did people think it was a real post, games athlete Bethany Shadburn went out and tested it. Like, you can't even make this up. Look at her story. Like, she went out and, like, she has a couple of clips of her story where she's like, Oh my God, I can't believe the other athletes come through 21,000 meters of this or more. And, uh, then like the third post, uh, Daniel, uh, Brandon, is that her last name? Yeah. Messaged her and told her it was fake. And she's like, Oh my, like she's doing like an apology video. Oh my God. I can't believe I fell over this. 
Greatest Wait, but she didn't alive. set herself on fire. No, yeah, she didn't. She no commitment from that one. You know, Zero. What, can I, what can I tell you? Greatest, <laughs> mo- greatest moment of my life when people are actually believing these things are real. So I'm hope I hope That's Dave so takes great. them seriously and uses some of them, but we'll see. Well, I've been making my big suggestion for this year, which I don't know if he's listening to anything that I say, but my big suggestion is five way tug of war. That'd be so much fun. Uh, Wouldn't that be cool? Like ladies versus men. No, no, no. Like, like five way for the ladies and five way for the men. Oh, oh. I was like, I mean, I I like that idea. I'm not going to count out the ladies to be honest. I know. That's Um, what I'm thinking. (laughs) like huh i like this no um, i mean like 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 it's yeah, there's a like center thing yeah there's one center thing like and there's the like five did. like a pentagon coming out of it and maybe yeah, they're like standing the yeah maybe they're standing like on top of like shark infested waters or something just to like make it interesting like very hunger games ish you know when they start and there's the thing in the middle and they're all on their little platforms i do hope some I mean, of these events like oh, wild oh. animals on the ranch yes yeah, yeah. that is he, true he's got a I mean, he, I don't know about sharks because from what I understand about the ranch, it is landlocked, but <laughs> he could <laughs> bring them. If them. anyone could get sharks to the ranch, it is Mr. Dave Castro in a pandemic. He might be able to swing it, but like he's got some big game on the, on the farm. So maybe we'll just see some survivors. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been chased by a few cougar. It's not that hard. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um but um I do hope for that trail run they have the men and women run together because I I feel pretty confident that you'll see several you know you could see several of the women finish higher than fifth and I always love like I think I think it was um uh Sam Briggs that did yeah, that in a run when, yeah and I'd love to see you know I love seeing that like you always get this vision of you know because there's the men and women's rx like I feel like sometimes the women's division doesn't quite get its due because it's just, you know, it's just you, people want to see 500 pounds go up. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I know though somebody will go out and beat some of these dudes. And I just love seeing that. It. It's just always fun for me. Yeah. I'll be curious to see how they structure the whole thing because obviously, you know, it's a smaller, it's a smaller field. It's a smaller area. Like I don't know. And everyone's taking like COVID precautions. Granted, everyone's going to be, you know, tested. I saw Chandler Smith post on his Instagram that he was taking like his eighth COVID test just to be allowed into the athlete bubble. So like everyone's been, and I don't know if he's like going as a uh, friend or as a coach or as a training partner or something, but like, you know, people can bring like one or two people with them. But, um, I, I don't know. I'm very curious to see how it's going to be laid out in terms of how many athletes can be on the floor at once. How do they transport themselves to and from the event? Like, or obviously we're not having buses full of people anymore. Like it should be, it should all be, I mean, CrossFit is doing such a good job in my opinion, just making things work in 2020. So it's nice to see safety first as a precaution, but it just, like you said, Steph, like it'll be way different to see how close they are when they're doing the total. And can they see what everyone else has on the bar? Do they all, are they, is everyone going 10 at a time or not? I don't know. It'll just be, it'll be really interesting to watch. It will. And I think I, per, from a personal uh, perspective, I hope they do split up the men and the women on some events. So for example, just with like, for example, the total, it's much harder to keep tabs on 10 people than it is five. And I think totally. that 
you know, watching five has a lot more power because you feel like you're able to like keep track of what they're keeping track of, which is like kind of where everyone else is, but then also doing their job. Um, but on the trail, I always love when they like mass start these endurance monostructural events with men and women. I mean, it happens in every games year. It's like, whether it's Sam Briggs, whether it's like Tia and Christy sprinting to the end. Like I think Sam caught Brent one year. Um, like it happens all the time that you just see these like women who have amazing aerobic capacity, just blowing the field. Like they come second in the event out of everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great. It's crazy. So I do hope that, um, and with 10, you know, it's sometimes they don't mass start. Um, like I know at mayhem, we didn't mass start because the trail was narrow at some points and it just wasn't, uh, really realistic, but you know, with 10 people, I, I just hope that there's enough space that they can do it all at once. Cause that's really fun. It's really fun to see. Well, I'm excited to see how you guys end up holding the fort down while I'm out in good old sunny California. Yeah. Gotta, over in we, summer. We got to figure out what we're doing. I think what we'll probably end up doing uh, while you're out there, we'll, you know, do at least one games up update via podcast maybe two and then we had a lot of success with the instagram live so i think we should do mm-hmm. some of that it'd be fun uh taking live questions is always more fun than just getting on here and blah 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 you know so yeah plus they ask pretty interesting questions and all the followers just had a, a crush on steph last time it was just like Duh. it was like i didn't same, ex- same girl same it's like i didn't exist nobody gave a rat's <laughs> ass about me they're just like oh <laughs> yeah stephanie question. i'm like okay thanks guys Go ahead, please. Questions. Yeah. Opening for questions is interesting, but also dangerous. But I think very true. (laughs) But I think you never know. I actually liked the Instagram live last last time. It was fun to like interact with people, you know, podcasting and talking about the events is of course fun, but that was that was interesting too. I think we should do more of that. Yeah, we'll do some of that. So that'll be fun. So we'll we'll figure out a um kind of a, a schedule and get that released by Wednesday, Thursday, no later than Thursday. We'll get that on the page so everybody knows when they can follow and check out. the Definitely by the time competition kicks off on Friday morning. De- For definitely, sure. When Saturday yes. rolls around, we will know what we are doing. No later than Sunday. <laughs> definitely when, not. Yeah. Well, when John confirms that his, uh, his cough and 98.9 temperature yes. actually <laughs> bring him to the level at which he needs to self-quarantine just to be safe, then we'll make sure that we, we post the schedule ASAP. Perfect. perfect. We got to make sure it's official. <laughs> I think I'm already there. I think I'm already, I feel <coughs> You're feeling it coming oh, on. I feel it. That, Come, oh, I'm dizzy. I'm feeling that dizzy. That you, Rona? That you? I can't, I can't, I can't smell anything and my sense of taste is gone. Oh, no. Oh, well, I can see Bean excited already that he gets you home. Oh, my I know. God. It's so rotten. He was so mad at me for being gone for a week. He, he lectured me loudly last night. It was embarrassing. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun, ladies. Yeah. As, as usual. So, Nikki, if uh, we won't really, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll chat, but we won't chat in depth before you go to California. So have a safe trip. And Thank fun. you. Thank you, you very much. Smattering and, smattering and sack. Is, sack questions. Sack questions yeah. are kind of the, the two top things you got to get. And, cool. Uh, clam slam. Of course. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be a tricky one. We'll see if someone opens the door for me. You're a real pro, Nikki. I think you can work this out. 
Definitely. I'm going to watch all of How I Met Your Mother on my flights out there for inspiration. You got to. I'll find the episodes and I'll send them to you. Okay, perfect. So, <laughs> Steph, fun as always. And you and I'll spend a lot of time together this week. So, we'll work out a schedule and everyone can Can't wait. Can tune in and ask you questions and ignore me as usual. So, all right, peeps. Good seeing you. For everyone listening, we appreciate you guys being on and we will chat with you soon.